Podcast 9, Chapter 14 Novel Beware the Abandoned Success Upon completing the recording of all this novel's chapters, I will commence narrating my second novel, Duel, which will be followed by my third novel, Using Drought USA. The transcript of today's chapters are included with this podcast. All my books are immediately available as an ebook and also as print books at Amazon.com. For more information on all my books and podcasts, go to www.informus.ca. After signing the sales agreement on Friday, they agreed that the official transfer of ownership would take place on the following Tuesday. This was the golf course's quietest day. To prepare for a smoother ownership transition on the Tuesday, John requested an immediate introduction to the club's four department heads. He was sure that they would want to know the sale was completed. John wanted them to stop worrying about their future employment. The banker, eager to end the bank's responsibility for the golf club, thought such an introduction was a great idea. He said he would arrange for it that afternoon. Just before four o'clock, John and the bank manager drove out to the golf club in separate cars. They met with the four managers in the same meeting room where John had reviewed the club's financial records. The banker introduced John as the new owner. After saying some nice things about the managers and John, he exited the meeting. He had done his duty. The golf club was now someone else's burden. The first thing John did was to tell the managers that he needed their help in implementing all the changes that he envisaged would benefit the club's sales and profits. The four managers exchanged worried glances. Changes suggested employment risk. To them, the new owner looked too young. He was at least 10 years younger than they were. They wondered how he could have accumulated enough of business experience to even recognize the mess they were in. As they sat there showing their best poker faces, what was going through their minds was, could they work with him? Or should they start an immediate job search? John stared at the four of them. He wondered if they could enthusiastically accept the changes planned to make and if they were smart enough to recognize the benefits that he envisioned. The human resources files that he had read described the job functions of the four managers. The golf course superintendent oversaw the grounds and all building maintenance. The golf pro's responsibilities were the pro shop, gym, change rooms, tennis courts, driving ranges, golf carts, and tournaments. The food and beverage managers were the banquet room, bars, kitchen, dining room, and the snack bar. The office managers were accounting, 
the computer systems, and record keeping. John asked if there were any questions. The managers stared at each other, but remained mute. They all had questions, lots of questions, even dangerous questions, if misinterpreted, could get them fired. To get them talking, John asked them who had responsibility for marketing and sales. The four managers again looked at each other. The office manager knew it was not his responsibility. He replied that the pro shop and the restaurant were the money makers. The golf pro responded by saying the deceased previous owner was the only one active in sales and marketing. John had hoped him say they were all responsible for sales. Their response gave him his chance to present post changes. This golf course is in real trouble. It has had no organized sales effort for a year. This has left revenues in a precarious position. It is teetering on the edge of insolvency. I have no intention of allowing it to go bankrupt. Until we can afford a sales and marketing manager, I will add that role to my general management responsibilities. No one, as he expected, had objected to him accepting responsibility for sales management. It was showing them that he would not be an absentee owner, but would be an active part of the team. He continued, as best as I can estimate, it will take us six months to build sales momentum and get monthly profits to where they should be, to get expenses in line with existing revenues. As quickly as possible, I need each of you to put on your thinking hats. Tell me how in your department we can reduce expenses by 15% and where are the opportunities for revenue gains. On Tuesday when I take over, the first thing I want to do is meet with each of you so you can show me what you've come up with. The golf course superintendent interrupted. I see no way that we could reduce groundskeeping expenses by 15%. John had expected pushback and was prepared. On average, this golf course labor costs are running at 55% of our revenue. In a well-run golf course, per government statistics, labor costs should be running at close to 35%. That is a 20% difference, not 15%. While sales and membership have been shrinking for the last three years, staffing has stayed the same. Fewer customers means less work for your staff. Reducing our labor costs is the first place we should adjust to gain lost profits. The food and beverage manager, who looked very unhappy, responded, We are a family. Several of our staff have been here 20 or more years. I don't see how we can maintain our high level of service with fewer people. I've got a business to run. I'm the one who has just sunk a million dollars into this golf course. I don't intend to lose my investment. When we meet Tuesday, I want to see which employees you will let go. 
To avoid the iceberg of insolvency, we need to turn the ship around. John paused, looked at each of them. He recognized that there was a thin line between inspiring managers to function at a higher level and demoralizing them so much that they gave up. He continued, if your department is not adding to our profits, then we have to try something different. Our downsizing will not be forever. It is only until we work out a way out of this hole. When our revenues get to where they should be, we'll be employing far more than we are now. Until then, the remaining staff need to put more effort in to cover for those 15% who are leaving. It isn't just staffing. Look at all of the expenses. From now on, I'll be looking at every purchase order, every bill, and every check being issued. I'll be questioning every expense that will not help us increase our revenues. With your help and support, in six months, this golf course will be in the best financial shape it has ever been in. John looked at the four of them. Their eyes were open wider and they were breathing harder than when they had entered. The four managers knew that what John had said was true. They had been going through the motions, operating at half speed long before the previous owner had died. Their vacation was over. It was time to get back to work. Whether they realized it or not, they felt inspired. Everyone likes a challenge, and for the first time, it's a long time, they were being challenged to think and to plan. They all wanted to be part of a successful operation. They needed their salaries. None of them could just quit. They agreed to go along with the new owner for now. It was the easiest path to follow for the immediate future. John said, Okay, that's enough for today. Let's get back to work. I'll meet with each of you on Tuesday to go over the changes to your operations. Before this meeting, John saw the office manager to arrange for his move into the empty apartment on the second floor. Not only would the apartment become John's new home, but also his office. When the meeting broke up, John used the key he had obtained to let himself into the apartment. He did a quick inventory to see what he would need. The second bedroom was an office with a large desk, filing cabinets, bookcases, telephone, and even a desktop computer. He needed a password to operate it. He made note to get it. The small kitchen would not get much attention from him. The dining room downstairs is where he expected he would take all his meals. In the bedroom, sheets and blankets are on the bed. Someone must be cleaning the apartment because it was shiny and dust-free. A linen closet contained extra blankets, sheets, pillowcases and towels. On the drive back to the hotel, he started to lay out his plan for the golf course. On Tuesday morning, he checked out of the hotel and made his way to the golf course. He made one stop at a supermarket to buy snack food. Cheese, eggs, jam, peanut butter, instant coffee, soft drinks, 
beer, and wine. Thanks for listening. The next podcast will follow in a few days.